Tanisan Triumphant There wasn't much that phased Tanisan. What she lacked in size she more than made up for in barefaced audacity, and as a seasoned practitioner of asymmetric warfare, she could make short work of most comers, be they large or small, few or many. This may sound extreme to the more moderate listener, but let us not forget that on the great battlefield of nature, all this talk of equality and diversity is so much moonshine. Even birdsong is a shot across the bows. Of course, for any creature that finds itself at the top of the food chain, the greatest challenge is bound to arise from others like it. Similarly, the greatest challenge to Tanisan would be another Tanisan. Yet as unlikely a prospect as that may seem, there was such a thing. It took the form of her mother, Tanisan Senior, who not only enjoyed all the advantages of her maternal status, but also exercised a complex emotional hold over her daughter, which often prevented Tanisan from acting with her usual clarity and vigour. All the same, the sweetest victories are those that are the hardest won. And for Tanisan, there could be no sweeter victory than to get the better of that formidable matriarch. Especially when said matriarch didn't realise that she'd been got the better of. There was a time, for example, when Tanisan Senior, who was a martyr to weak knees, was obliged to spend a few days in Ikebukuro Hospital, having suffered a minor fall. This had resulted in a sprained ankle and a little light bruising, but given her age, the doctor had seen fit to keep her in under observation. Now, the only person to suffer in this situation was Tanisan. The doctors were quite happy for a mother to be there because the hospital was being paid for it. As for Senior herself, she had a vested interest in dragging the whole thing out for as long as possible. For while she was a patient, she was at the centre of everyone's attention and was able to make unreasonable demands on Tanisan with impunity. This she wasted no time in taking full advantage of. From day one she had Tanisan running around, fulfilling her every women fancy. At first it was just sweets and gossip magazines and lavender-scented soap. But as time went on, Tanisan found herself being dispatched all across the city to seek out ever more obscure old ladies' things, so that it became less like an errand of mercy and more like a mythical quest. Still, what stuck in Tanisan's craw was not so much the endless toing and froing, but the sure and certain knowledge that her mother was malingering and there was nothing she could do about it. For all Tanisan Senior had to do to buy herself an extra day of having everyone at her beck and call was to put on her pathetic old lady's voice and tell Dr Hashioka that she'd felt a little dizzy during the night. That was sufficient for him to keep her in on a precautionary basis. To make matters worse, she was going out of her way to ingratiate herself with the staff in order to appear the model patient. When Tanisan went to see her on the third day, one of the nurses was sat on the edge of her mother's bed chatting to her. In fact, they were laughing and joking right up until the moment that Tanisan appeared, at which point the nurse's face suddenly dropped. Ah, so you're here at last, said her mother, with a cheeriness that would have not been so much in evidence had that third party not been present. I was just telling Nurse Takada here about that time when you were five years old and playing cats. Remember? You argued with the school teacher because she stopped you from doing your business in the school sandpit. 
"'Pleased to meet you, I'm sure,' said the nurse, albeit with an unmistakable frostiness. "'Well,' she said, "'I'll leave you to talk. It's time for Mrs Inouye's injection.' With that, she stood up and straightened her uniform before addressing Tanisan in that same off-hand manner. "'Your mother is a very special lady,' she said. "'You really ought to take better care of her.' Never before had Tanisan been so sorely tempted to punch a stranger in the face. Nonetheless, she resisted the impulse and waited until the wretched angel of mercy was out of earshot before turning angrily on her mother. "'What have you been saying to her?' she demanded to know. "'Nothing,' said Tanisan Senior, all sweetness and innocence. "'Why do you always have to be so suspicious?' It's very unattractive. Now then, did you get those things I asked you for? Still seething with indignation, Tanisan delved into her bag and handed her mother the gel-filled kneecap warmers that she'd spent all that morning tracking down. No, no, not these, said Tanisan Senior, handing them straight back. The laxatives! The stuff they give us here wouldn't soften ice cream or loosen the bowels of a mildly constipated dormouse. Tanisan went rummaging about in her bag again until she found the packet of Jlax that she'd picked up from the pharmacy on the way in. "'What's this?' asked her mother, peering down over her spectacles at the pink and white packaging. "'Well,' said Tanisan, "'I think you'll find that the key to the mystery is where it says laxative in large black lettering.' "'Oh, yes,' said Tanisan Senior, looking to the indicated spot. "'And what about the cookies?' Once again, Tanisan reached into her bag, but then stopped herself. You know, she slyly remarked, I don't think it's such a good idea for you to be eating so many biscuits. I'm sure that Dr Hashioka wouldn't approve. What? said Tanisan Senior, looking up. Yes, said Tanisan, don't you think that you've had more than enough sugary things to be going on with? Think what it's doing to your blood pressure. Well, uh, now just hold on a minute said her mother, sitting up in bed. There's nothing wrong with my blood pressure. If anything, it could do with a bit of a boost. Besides, they're not for me. Oh, said Tanisan. Who are they for, then? Well, uh, they're for the nurses, said Tanisan Senior. The nurses? But I thought you said that you were against gratuities. And in any case, aren't you always telling me that the medical staff on this ward are a bunch of lazy good-for-nothings who wouldn't know a suppository from a hard-boiled egg? said her mother. Keep your voice down. Well, that's what you said, isn't it? All right, all right. I may have said something like that at some point, but I've changed my mind. So now I'd like to give them something as a token of my appreciation. This would have been somewhat more believable had Tanisan not known that the chocolate crumbles in question happened to be her mother's favourite confection. That being the case, she decided to call her bluff. Okay, she said, if they are for the nurses, I'll put them on that high shelf so that they can take them when they want them. Fine, said Tanisan Senior, crossing her arms. You do that then. Well, I will then, said Tanisan, moving her chair over to the wall. Well, get on with it then, said her mother. It's the best place for them. I know it is, and I am getting on with it, said Tanisan, as she climbed up onto the seat. I'm doing it right now. Well, stop saying that you're doing it and just do it then said her mother, watching with one eye as Tanisan got up onto her tiptoes and placed the biscuits as far back on the shelf as she possibly could. It doesn't bother me one bit. If that's what you think, then I'm afraid you are very much mistaken. Well, that's all right then, said Tanisan. Yes, said her mother, it's very all right.
And so it went on. Regrettably, though, the highly contentious matter of the chocolate crumbles didn't end there. Later that night, as Tanisan was getting ready for bed, she got a call from the hospital to say that there'd been a choking incident. It later transpired that somehow or other Tanisan Senior had managed to climb up the shelf and retrieve several of said cookies, only to precipitate a severe coughing fit by eating them too quickly. Tell me, said Dr Hashioka as he and Tanisan stood talking in the corridor outside her mother's ward. Does your mother have a history of sleepwalking? Why? asked Tanisan wearily. Is that what she's been telling you? Well, he said, she claims to have no memory of the incident. And what concerns me is that she might do it again. So what I'd like to do is to keep her in for a few more days until we can get to the bottom of it. The thing is, I have to go away to a conference tomorrow, so I've asked Dr Gondo to keep an eye on her. Uh, Dr Gondo, he called out, have you got a moment? While Tanisan and Dr Hashioka had been talking, a second white-coated medico had been standing by the nurse's station, chatting to the despicable Nurse Takada. He was a short, fleshy man, with thin black hair and a large mole on the side of his nose. Tanisan took an immediate dislike to him. There was a distinct whiff of halitosis about his person, and the handshake was unpleasantly soft and moist. Worse still was the sickly smile, which seemed to insinuate all sorts of disagreeable things. Old people can be such an ordeal, don't you think? he said, hitting her with the full force of that fly-killing breath. One wonders why their offspring put up with them. They try the patience of a saint. Interestingly enough, Tanisan herself had tried the patience of a saint, St Peter actually, but remarks like that did not go down well with her. In fact, she was hopping mad when she left the hospital that night. Not only had her mother managed to ignore all medical advice and extend her holiday, but now there seemed to be some sort of veiled suggestion on the part of that dreadful Gondo creature that she, Tanisan, had deliberately engineered the chocolate crumbles episode to put her mother in harm's way as if she would ever consider such a thing, seriously at any rate. Still, there was no getting away from the fact that in this latest phase of the Tanisan versus Tanisan conflict, the senior contender had gained the upper hand. Yet it is often in those darkest hours, when the battle seems almost lost, that a way forward presents itself, and so it did on this occasion. For as Tanisan was travelling home that night, she happened to glance down at a newspaper that someone had left on the seat next to her and suddenly saw a way of snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. The following day when she returned to the hospital, she found a very different tennis and senior to the one she'd had to deal with the day before. There were no complaints when Tanisan presented her with some highly nutritious oranges rather than the usual sweets or biscuits. Neither did she kick up a fuss when, instead of gossip magazines, she received that crumpled copy of the evening paper that Tanisan had come across on the Tobu Toju line. No, her mother was uncharacteristically subdued on that occasion, and it was pretty clear why. You see, she'd actually been asleep when Tanisan had been called back to the hospital the previous evening, so she had no idea whether her daughter knew about the choking incident or not. It wasn't long before she was fishing, though. So, uh, did you have a pleasant evening? she asked, with what was supposed to be the sweetest, though in fact turned out to be the most disturbing of smiles. 
If there had ever been any doubt in Tanis Anne's mind as to why her mother was acting so nicely, they were now completely extinguished. She had never before shown the slightest interest in any aspect of Tanis Anne's life that did not involve or in some way benefit her, so she was clearly testing the waters. Fine, thanks, said Tanis Anne, who had decided to play along out of sheer curiosity. How about you? Did you manage to get a good night's sleep? Oh, yes said Tanisan Senior with a dismissive wave of her hand. Slept like a baby, out like a light. No disturbances whatsoever in what was for once a quiet slumbersome night for yours truly. In fact, the last time I slept that well was when that yappy spaniel from next door disappeared. Yes, said Tanisan, they never did find out who did that, did they? No, said her mother, it was all very mysterious. Uh, so, uh, haven't you spoken to the nurses today, then? No, said Tanisan. Should I? Oh, no, I wouldn't bother them if I were you, said her mother. They're very busy with their daily rounds. Perhaps I should, said Tanisan, suddenly standing up. No, no, said her mother, clearly alarmed. They're rushed off their feet. Well, I'm worried now, said Tanisan, enjoying every moment. Well, there's no need to be, said her mother. Everything's fine. Look, said Tanisan, is there something you're not telling me? No, no, of course not, said Tanisan Senior, now quite keen to change the subject. Just sit down and talk to me for a minute. Reluctantly, Tanisan did so, quietly confident that the balance of power was starting to tip in her favour. Her mother may have satisfied herself that she, Tanisan that is, had not been informed about the choking incident, but she would also realise that it was only a matter of time before some member of staff let the cat out of the bag. The only way of avoiding that was for Senior to leave the hospital of her own accord. However, that was unlikely, for Tanisan could not count on a logical response as far as her darling mother was concerned. She still needed that extra little nudge in the right direction. Oh, uh, by the way, she said, I brought you the newspaper because I thought you might be interested in the main article. Why? asked Tanisan Senior, only too happy to be discussing something else. What's so fascinating about it? Well, apparently someone's been going around the city, bumping off old people. What? said her mother, sitting up straight. She grabbed the paper from the bedside table and opened it out at the front page. The headline read... Rest Home Killer Strikes Again. Yes, said Tanisan, it's an interesting case, actually. From what I gather, he goes into hospitals and nursing homes, posing as a doctor. And when he comes across a pensioner that takes his fancy, he just pops them out of the window. He does what? said her mother, utterly appalled. He pops them out of the window, said Tanisan, highly gratified to be using that phrase a second time. Well, why on earth would he be doing that? asked an outraged Tanisan Senior. No one knows, shrugged Tanisan. Perhaps he thinks he's doing society a service. Ridiculous, said her mother. How can defenestrating the elderly be doing anyone a service? Certainly not the elderly themselves. Imagine it. You spend your whole life working hard and bringing up a family, and then just when you think you've earned the right to spend your autumn years in peace and dignity, you're sent sailing out of an upper-story window. What if there were children playing underneath? It's absolutely disgraceful. Well, said Tanisan, you have to admit that there are those who think that old people are a drain on public funds. And if on top of that they're awkward specimens that complain all the time and make unreasonable demands on their children, 
And I suppose it's possible that such an idea would start to make sense to someone who was mentally unsound. Well, it doesn't, and I should know, argued Tanisan Senior, perhaps not fully aware of the implications of that statement. And anyone who says otherwise ought to have his head examined. Why are you getting so angry with me, complained Tanisan, secretly pleased with her mother's reaction. It's not my opinion. All I'm saying is that's how a disturbed person might think. Who knows? He may have had direct personal experience of a troublesome relative. That's probably what got him started in the first place. Well, they should lock him up and throw away the key, declared her mother. Why aren't the police doing more? That's what we pay them for. Actually, said Tanisan, there is some evidence to suggest that the net is closing in. On the news last night, they issued a description of a man that the police would like to question in connection with their inquiries. Some pasty-faced reject who collects dolls and dresses up in his dead mother's underwear, no doubt, remarked Tanisan Senior caustically. Apparently not, said Tanisan. If anything, he seems rather ordinary. Mid-thirties, balding, bit of a paunch. His only distinguishing feature is a mole on the side of his nose. Or so they say. Well, that's as maybe, said a profoundly incensed Tanisan Senior, now in full battle mode. But I'd just like to see him try that nonsense out on me. We'd soon see who went sailing out of the window first. Just then, Tanisan spotted the obnoxious Dr Gondo as he came striding onto the ward. Yes, she said as she watched him swagger over to the nurses' station to check the duty roster. Well, I'm sure that situation will never arise. In the meantime, I'll leave you to meet your new doctor. Having gathered together her things... Tanisan made her way over to the lift and headed down to the lobby on the ground floor. But on this occasion, she did not go directly home. Instead, she wandered around to the side of the building, walking on until she located the first story window next to her mother's bed. For some time, she just stood there, looking up at it, though from that angle she couldn't see very much. So when the inevitable altercation occurred, she only caught a glimpse of her mother's flailing fists before the back of Dr Gondo's head slammed against the pane with a violent thud. As it did so, Tanisan checked the time on her wristwatch. Then she calmly walked back around to the main entrance and parked herself at the bus stop. After a time, Tanisan Senior emerged through the automatic doors wearing an expression that would have put thunderclouds to shame. It was clear that she'd packed and dressed post-haste, for she was still wearing a hospital identity bracelet. Tanisan found it quite easy to portray the correct emotional response, having had a full 20 minutes to prepare for the part. Oh, Karsan, she exclaimed, what are you doing out here? I'm leaving, came the tight-lipped reply. But why? asked Tanisan, as she followed her mother along the street. What have you done? Nothing snapped Tanisan Senior. I don't want to talk about it. She didn't have to say anything because Tanisan knew only too well what her mother had done. She'd clobbered her doctor. And then, of course, having been made to see the error of her ways, had tried to hide her embarrassment behind a smokescreen of bluster before discharging herself from the ward. But what about your ankle? teased Tanisan, as she finally caught up with her. I thought you were still having trouble with it. I'll manage said a stoical Tanisan senior, who now, having been reminded of the injury, adjusted her gait accordingly. <laughs>